Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the second Fantasy Football Forecast episode. Today's date is March 20th, and your hosts today are Owen, Jason, and Patrick. Today we are going to be going over the hectic free agency news regarding each of the major players and their impact on the league. And towards the end of the episode, I'm going to host another little NFL game to test Jason and Pat's knowledge. All right, all right. Patrick, take it over with the free agents list. What is up, everybody? This week we have a lot of free agent signings, quite hectic, that we're even dedicating a whole episode to it today. Um, first off, I'll talk about we have some tight ends. I guess that's our first position to start with that have been signed with new teams. Uh, Jason, how do you feel about Hunter Henry signing with the Patriots, leaving the Chargers yeah. behind? I mean, I feel like if we're going for the Patriots tight ends, might as well go Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith together. Seeing as if one of them signed with the Patriots, it would have been great. But both of them be- being there is just, you know, it's a bit too much. Obviously, Cam Newton, he had his career with Greg Olson. That's how he became so elite back in his MVP years. But uh, the Patriots offense, it's looking like it's going to be run heavy. They clearly built up the offensive line, re-signing David Andrews, even though they brought in Ted Karras, trading for Trent Brown. Like, the Patriots are looking to be a run-first team. So any Patriots receiver with Cam Newton's uncertainty as a passer is just not really reliable at this point. I like that point. Now, do you have a preference over who do you think will be a better pick between Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith for fantasy value? Uh, It's going to be a tough one. I personally feel like Jonu Smith will be better just because he's a more versatile player, and Josh McDaniels should hopefully be able to utilize that as – Smith is a, is a better blocker, so he should be on the field more. He can also run the ball. He can play slot receiver at times. He's got far more versatility than Hunter Henry, who's Henry's much more of a downfield, like, just deep threat, like, 50-50 tight end, like, the prototypical tight end in today's NFL. Yeah, I definitely think them signing two tight ends definitely signifies that they're going for two, di- two tight end sets. It means a lot more running, which kind of really hurts Cam Newton's fancy value. Unless you count him as a rusher. But as a passer, his fantasy value decreases, as well as all the receivers. Next up, we have a former Patriots tight end, now Super Bowl champion with the Buccaneers, Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski sorry, re-signing for one more year. Yeah, I mean, that was, Gronk coming back to Tampa Bay, that was obvious. Obvi- he's played his entire career with Tom Brady. He said he's only going to play with Tom Brady. I mean, it was definitely a given he was going back with the Buccaneers. But uh, it's an interesting signing. It was obviously one that Buccaneers were going to make no matter what just to please Tom Brady. But it's just unfortunate because the the Buccaneers offense is just so loaded with obviously Evans, Godwin, and then the other tight ends, Howard and Bray. Bringing Gronk back is just keeping Tom Brady as a great option. But for fantasy value, it's just not good for really any of them. And I expect Antonio Brown to also be joining them once again. As he said, he only wants to play with Tom Brady as well. Hence why he signed with the Buccaneers in the first place. Yeah, I mean, Gronk, I would say, hasn't really been as relevant fantasy-wise since, you know, obviously with the Buccaneers. He's been a solid tight end, but he hasn't been the same since, you know, his, his retirement, we'll say. You know, when yeah. he was he was uh, about to get traded to the Lions, and he decided, let me just, let me just retire and avoid Detroit. His fake yeah. retirement, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely interesting. Also, you know, Gronk had the uh, offseason where... He wasn't exactly doing his off-season training oh, well. over the Zoom calls. So well, well, he but. he was doing the Gronkowski off-season training of partying oh, of in Miami. You know, yeah. 
He was on his sprints in different colored shirts so he could submit it, obviously. I, I did hear yeah. about that. That is, <laughs> He so, just went super hard one day in the sprinting, sent him in weeks apart. If the coach believed yeah. it, he did hey, it. He was I working just, smarter, not harder. It's the Gronk and way of a workout. Bruce Arians was apparently yeah. just tricked. I don't know it, what he was I mean, on. It didn't really Until work. Until Gronk told the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the yeah. coach figured out now. I mean, it's gonna, it definitely affected Gronk early on. He, at the end of the season, he started making a run, you know, as a great tight end again, but like... I don't know if it's going to continue or not, really. So do you think his work ethic is um, up for question, whether he's going to be a good fantasy option? Work, Gronk has had the same work yeah, ethic his I, entire I, career. <laughs> That's not up to question. I don't think the work ethic actually changed anything because yeah. it's just been low the whole time. He's just himself. Yeah, he no, just shows up. He's, he's just, just naturally yeah. gifted, you know? Retirement kind of made it hard to get back into shape <laughs> is a problem. Uh, now another tight end. I'd say maybe a little bit lesser known, but we have Gerald Everett signing with the Seahawks. I mean, Everett, instant starter role there with Olsen's retirement. So like, it's going to be interesting how Seattle uses him. Seattle really hasn't had any good tight ends with Russell Wilson. They've had Jimmy Graham past his prime when he was with the Saints. They traded for him. And then they obviously had Olsen on his last year of his career. So Wilson's never really needed a tight end. And Everett was a backup last year with the Rams. Although they did often run two tight end sets, it was definitely not as prevalent for their offense last year. So Everett, I mean, I don't expect any value from him for fantasy, but he might surprise everyone because like, he is you know, a starting caliber tight end. It's just a question of, is he fantasy relevant or not? Yeah, I'd agree. Obviously... Gerald Everett, not exactly the biggest tight end name in the world. I mean, no offense to the guy. But he's got Russell Wilson as the QB. I mean, he's he, whenever you got Russell Wilson, you always have some potential. And if he's going to be the starter there, Russell Wilson, he's going to find targets. It depends, as Jason said, the fantasy relevance. Probably not, I'd say, because, I mean, I don't know how much Russell Wilson's going to use him. But, I mean, he's there, and he has a good QB, so there's always potential for him. We have another tight end. We have Jared Cook here signing with the Chargers, joining up yeah. with Justin Herbert. I mean, Jared Cook's just replacing Hunter Henry. It's going to be interesting. Hunter Henry wasn't exactly the most used uh, free agent for the Chargers, so it'll be interesting what they do with Jared Cook. Obviously, Henry was solid and reliable as a mid-tier tight end for fantasy. I don't know if Cook can replace that, seeing as Cook is a worse player at this stage in his career at least but if he makes a connection with uh with herbert and herbert continues to develop then that could just be good for the entire chargers offense as herbert gets better throughout his career yeah as you you point out actually in episode one we were talking about hunter henry about how um the uh, justin herbert used him as a safety blanket so if jared cook is able to fill that role obviously he's going to get a lot of receptions but i mean obviously jared cook is He's a little bit past his prime, not as high-skilled as Hunter Henry is currently, so it's going to be hard for him to replace it. But if if he's able to find that safety blanket role, he's going to get a lot of receptions and could have some fringe fantasy relevance, you know, in like a tight end league or maybe like a yeah. backup if you got a buy or something. Yeah, it's always possible, especially seeing as he's moving on from Drew Brees to Herbert. The passing offense is going to be much more prevalent for him, so he should have an upgraded role. I'm not sure if it's going to be an upgrade all the way to starting caliber, though. Yeah, that's obviously understandable. And now we can move on to our wide receivers that have signed within this past week. Our first one on the list we have is Curtis Samuel signing with the Washington football team. Yeah. 
definitely a good move for the football team. They've obviously got an interesting offense. Getting uh, him with Terry McLaurin, they've been college teammates. You know, they've always, they've been together since their freshman year. They definitely have always had great chemistry with each other. Now having a chance to play one-on-one, side-by-side next to each other, ideal for both receivers. Both of them, I feel like their stock's just getting higher in fantasy. Both of them should be on rosters. Terry McLaurin could possibly be a wide receiver one with this signing. And Curtis Samuel, I mean, he's going to be a mid-wide receiver two. He finished as a mid-wide receiver three. And so he could be flex, obviously, in that situation. But I expect him to be a starting caliber receiver this year now. Yeah, I actually find that interesting that you say that. Because I remember Jason is a big Terry McLaurin guy. He was his guy last year. But I remember one of the main upsides you told me about Terry McLaurin was actually the lack of options, like the lack of weapons uh, the Washington football team had offensively. And I think it's interesting that you say adding a wide receiver like Curtis Samuel actually increases his stock because that seems to be like the opposite of your your rationale yes. from last year. Last year, Terry McLaurin was not a wide receiver one. No. <laughs> it was, I mean, you can blame it on the quarterback situation. He was a decent wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really needed on my team, but um, he was definitely a useful player to have nonetheless. But he was not quite a wide receiver one. I feel like the quarterback situation hurt. The quarterback situation is going to continue to be a mystery for the football team with the QB battle that they're building up to and the potential to still draft a rookie. Like, they could do so many things at the position. But Curtis Samuel being a deep threat just extends the field. And that any deep threat being added to the team that doesn't have one just improves the offense all around. Just because extending the safety at least, maybe even a safety and a cornerback together, just opens up the field for everyone else in the middle, outside, wherever he goes, there's going to be space left. Yeah, so like Terry McLaurin can find the, the bubbles in like a zone defense, for example, if the safety's yeah. going deep with Curtis Samuel. That does make sense. I got you understand that now. I was just saying, yeah. J- Jason's I, rationale, I mean, seemed kind of counterproductive. That does make sense. Next up, we have Corey Davis moving on and signing with the Jets, I believe. Yeah, no. It's going to be interesting. Another interesting quarterback situation in New York as well as, you know, will they stay with Darnold or move on and draft a quarterback in this year's draft at number two? I personally feel like moving on is the right answer. Darnold has proven nothing, even with terrible coaching. I mean, it's going to be interesting what they do there. Corey Davis was definitely good with Tannehill, and it proved to be a valuable uh, po- position for him there, but I don't see it as the same offense. Obviously, the offense is getting worse all around. With the Jets, there's no Derrick Henry, so passing is going to be the number one thing defenses worry about, and Davis and Crowder are the number one and two there. Crowder's always been a decent wide receiver option. Now he has... Davis there as well, and I don't know what that's going to do for them personally because their quarterback situation is just so unclear. I feel like uh, Davis's value is definitely decreased, obviously, from last year, but he might be able to still be a solid option depending on how the Jets handle their quarterback situation and continue to build the offense as a whole. Yeah, I'd agree. Obviously, he's going to be the number one wide receiver there. He has the potential to get a lot of receptions, you know, produce a lot, actually, both offensively and fantasy-wise. But the real question here is the QB situation. I mean, he had a solid one in Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, solid QB to have. But now 
Yeah, he's, he's now the number one option when he was number two before behind, you know, A.J. Brown, obviously. But the QB situation does, like, decrease his fantasy value a lot, I'd say. I mean, you don't know who's throwing the ball. You have Sam Darnold there. Are they going to draft a rookie, you know? They, you don't really know what's going to happen there, which definitely is a drawback for him. Third wide receiver we're going to talk about is actually uh, recently Juju Smith re-signing with the Steelers for another year. Yeah. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, he signed with Pittsburgh solely because they're a big market team. He's more concerned with his brand than football at this point. He had better <laughs> de- deals from better teams. It, there's no reason not to go to the Chiefs, who's offering more money, the Ravens offering more money. Both better quarterbacks, both better offenses, just better teams. He's going to Pittsburgh solely because it's a big market city. There's no reason to stay there. Pittsburgh has more wide receiver competition, worse quarterback, worse overall team. Like, Juju is not that concerned at football anymore. That is not his number one priority. I don't think so at this point. I I mean, it's definitely unfortunate, and he didn't have value last year. The other receivers are developing. Ben's getting worse. His value is only going down. That is that is quite the hot take. Just <laughs> trashing Juju's football career right there. I loved him. He was on my team for a solid two <laughs> years for fantasy. He was my he was on my team his rookie year and the next year, but he's he's not there. Are are you almost comparing him to Gronk with his worth ethic of the on the field performance right there? I mean, it's not a work ethic. It's it's priorities. He football is just not his number one. You're one of the people that's saying he's more focused doing the TikTok dances than the football games? Is that, is that your take? I'm saying he's more concerned with his brand, yeah. He's signing. <laughs> he literally said at the free, at the beginning of free agency he wants to go to a big market team. I guess, yeah. That's a sign he wants to build his brand more than his career. But didn't he, he got the offer from, it was Baltimore, Baltimore the Chiefs. Wasn't the Eagles also yeah, in the there? the Eagles were another one. I mean, I but, feel like Philadelphia is a pretty big market, I'd say. I think it's a bigger city than Pittsburgh, obviously, you know? Yeah. But you're you talking about the skill of the team? Like, he's going to be sitting there on a trash team in Philadelphia? Yeah. I wouldn't want to play in Philadelphia right now. It's... <laughs> I understand. Uh, his fantasy value, it stays the same. I mean, when you re-sign with your team, not much changes. He's got the same QB. Obviously, Ben, ben Big Ben's regressing, but, I mean, it's still Big Ben. They still have the same connection as before. It depends if you're, you know, in Jason's corner saying he's over there doing TikTok dances, you know, building his brand. But, you know, I think he's I mean, still a solid wide receiver to pick, you know? The only upside he has is James Conner left. Like, mm-hmm. there's no running backs anymore. That's that's his upside. He has no running backs. Well, like, yeah, James Conner's still unsigned. So, I mean, he could resign. But where's, are you assuming he's leaving? Is that what you're saying? I mean, most likely, yeah. He, yeah. Did, he didn't prove too much. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, on that take, we have Juju re-signing with Pittsburgh so we can do more TikToks and have a big market team for one more year. I didn't say the TikTok part, <laughs> but yeah, sure, go with that. Uh, next up, we have Will Fuller signing with the Dolphins, leaving behind the uh, the amazing life oh. with the Houston Texans. I mean, he's really missing out next season, yeah. will be said. I mean, Fuller's going to have a worse season upcoming. He's in a better situation than last year. Number one wide receiver. His quarterback was number one in passing yards. He was in the perfect situation for a receiver to be with Brandon Cooks on the other side of him. It's just not going to be a good year for Fuller. Tua has lots of question marks. People are saying he's already a bust, which doesn't make sense seeing as he was 6-3 and three as a starter. And the point of football is to win games, not put up stats. Tua doesn't put up stats, which hurts 
which hurts uh, his value, obviously. And so it's going to be interesting what he's going to do at this point in time because, like, obviously him and Parker could make a connection, but I personally feel like Fuller's just not going to be uh, as useful with this upcoming season and would be lucky to be a wide receiver, too, at this point. Yeah. You said he led the league, was it targets, reception to yards, all those wide receiver categories? Uh, no, that Deshaun Watson led the league in passing. Uh, I got you. Fuller, obviously, six-game suspension. Yeah, I was about to bring up, Fuller also led the league in uh, PED suspension games. So, he actually led the league in uh, games caught, you know, games suspended for being caught with PEDs. That was his special stat of the yeah. year. Uh, Will Fuller, I did trade for him in fantasy, personal preference, bringing up the story there. Uh didn't like it when he got suspended, not going to lie. I had, like, two good games yeah. with him. Then he was out. I uh, I mean, what can you say? I mean, he's going to the Dolphins. I I, I believe in Tua. I think Tua is going to be okay, going to be able to help Will Fuller out. But he's not Deshaun Watson. You know, it's definitely a decrease yeah. in quarterback play. But, yeah, he's still yeah. solid. He's still solid. Yeah, no, the biggest problem, obviously, is Tua's preference of the tight ends and uh, he prefers, like, Mike Kosicki. Obviously, Mike Kosicki lost a bit of value with Tua, but he stayed at this consistent target share and uh, percentage of Tua's throws compared to Fitzpatrick's can st- stayed fairly consistent. So although his fantasy value with Tua was worse than it was with Fitz- Fitzpatrick, he still was targeting the tight ends more than his receivers. So it's definitely unfortunate for Fuller to still have Kosicki there. It's uh, more uh, more competition for targets as well, obviously. Yeah. Also, to take into effect, I believe he's still missing the first game of the season. So if you're drafting him, I believe he's still suspended for at least the first or second game. I, I did thought, see that somewhere. Oh, uh, did not know that. That's news to I, me. I was considering him for my keeper, so I did look up that up. I'm pretty sure he's out for at least one or two games at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I thought it was just six games to end the year. I might. might I think it that. was. I think it might be one more. All right. That they were talking about. That would be good to know, yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't want to draft a guy if he's missing your week one game. Well, I mean, you can, but, you know, you got to yeah. take that into effect at least. You know, you don't want to be blindsided when yeah, your number one wide receiver is not pulling up. Yeah, all right. Next up, we got Nelson Algalore leaving behind the Raiders and moving on to the Patriots, part yeah. of the spending spree over in New England. I mean, what are, what are they doing at this point? They're going all in this year with Cam Newton <laughs> at the helm. It's interesting to say the least. Um, Aglor, deep threat for the Patriots. Demir Bird was kind of that role, just Aglor's a better player, all things considered. He had a decent year with the Raiders, but couldn't really quite reach fantasy relevance. And now he's going to another run-first team with another tight end as their first target and a second tight end as their second target instead of (laughs) him so all things considered it seems like he's going from the second passing option in a run first offense to the third option in a run first option offense it seems like he's going to get worse yeah i definitely say that um i guess you have to look at the quarterback play if you want to debate between Derek carr and cam newton or I'd say Cam Newton's definitely an improvement over Marcus Mariota, and de- definitely Derek Carr was the one targeting uh, Aguilar most of the time deep. But, I mean, yeah, Derek Carr, I would say, is the better quarterback, right? Yeah, no. I think down. we can agree on that one easily. He's decreasing quarterback. It's a more packed offense, I'd say. Like, there's more more pieces above him, as you mentioned, the two tight ends. I'd even mention, like, Jacoby Myers might be targeted more than Nelson Aguilar at this point, you know? like I, I mean, feel like yeah. that could be close. It. It really, he's he's a question mark. I think he's the definition of a question mark. He's going to a new team with 
he's not he's not improving his positioning in the receiving core. Like there's more people in front of him, and it's a worse QB, and it's still a run first option, a yeah, run first no. offense as you mentioned. So, I don't see him improving fantasy wise. I mean, yeah, it's another year. He's obviously competing with the entire wide receiver room. Literally, any of them could end up being the number one at this point because, like, they have so many question marks, so many underdeveloped players who are young and have room to develop. So he could sneak out the wide receiver one option, but I still feel like both the tight ends are the most proven players in that offense. So whoever the wide receiver one is is still only going to be the third option in the passing game. Yeah, I think that's always the issue with New England is the way that Bill Belichick runs it. They change their offense for each game, so you can't really consistently have a top fantasy performer if they're playing for the Patriots usually is how it works. Next up, we have Rashad Higgins re-signing with the Browns. Going back with Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. Play action Mayfield and Rashad Higgins. <laughs> I mean, Higgins could possibly be fantasy relevant with the uh, constant rumors of Odell being traded. I mean, I know those rumors have been there for years at this point. I mean, yeah, they've been saying he's, he's been dipping for like since he got there. I think maybe yeah, they waited no. a week. A week after he got there, they're just if like, he's week. out. Yeah, no. <laughs> was Odell has constantly been in trade rumors, but. If it finally happens, Higgins is in that situation to be the number two option in that passing offense, which, I mean, it's not going to be as impressive, but Odell, he was fantasy relevant, and he's basically the wide receiver too, seeing as Landry was more targeted than Odell at that point. So if you're going to be going with the number two option, Higgins could make a name for himself. The entire Browns receiving room is heavily underrated, and, like, each of them, like Donovan Peoples-Jones, he was a fifth-round pick. If he was in another draft class, he could have easily been third round. Like, all of these guys, heavily underrated. Any of them could be starters for other teams. They're just in a bad situation. So, if given the opportunity, Higgins could make a name for himself. But right now, he just doesn't have the potential because of the limited opportunity in that offense. Yeah. Even if even if Odell isn't traded, he's coming off the injury. Like once again, we always talk about yeah. you know you don't know how the players are going to come back off the injury, you know. So Odell, he, I know he's rehabbing with Saquon, is what they're saying. But I mean, you don't know how Odell's going to react. He he might start slow if he's you know not traded off the team. Like you know he's been rumored every single day since he showed up, basically. But yeah, I don't know. I I'm still not a Baker Mayfield believer, as my man on my left here is uh, Owen. Yes. Um, never go wrong thinking Mayfield. He is a. Well, as we learned last last episode, you can always bet on Baker Mayfield to underperform the numbers. Is how I got that question right. But uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I mean, he's not escaping it. He's, the QB is the same. It's still Baker Mayfield. Hopefully, if Baker improves, it might be through Rashad Higgins getting more targets, getting some more receptions, maybe getting some more yards. But I mean, I I don't I don't. He, he could have relevance, as Jason said, but, I mean, I, I don't really believe it with the Baker Mayfield option. I mean, the offense yeah. really throws me off a little bit. Next up, we have Kendrick Bourne, another signing, going to New England. We already mentioned the crowded, oh, geez, crowded locker room going in, the receiving group. And Kendrick Bourne's the second wide receiver we've already talked about here. Kendrick Bourne, obviously, fourth free agent signing for the Patriots on this offense. Uh, it's going to be interesting what Bourne can do. He's a constant, reliable hand player for third down red zone. He does have a few drop issues, but as a guy to look to in a big situation, he you can count on him for most of the time. That's what he did in for, with the 49ers for most of his career. He was constantly like one of the main targets on like third down deep in the red zone. He's not the biggest body too, which 
proves that he's just like a good like he knows how to position well get open in those big situations because he's not going to win a 50 50 ball but he's still getting the targets when it matters most so if new england is able to utilize him in that same role especially in the red zone which would be quite hard with the two tight ends he might be able to squeeze out a little fantasy relevance on touchdown dependency but that's not something you want as one of your options being touchdown dependent so i personally will avoid him but if you're in a desperate situation and you need a like what late round wide receiver like really high upside for a week kendrick Bourne could be an option just because he'll get a lot of first downs he'll get touchdowns and it won't be big yards but he still will be getting you those constant consistent gains yeah i'd agree i think it's the same reasons i talked about nelson aguilar the the way new england usually runs is that He's, he's not, obviously, as we mentioned, Aguilar. He's a step below Aguilar, I would say, personally. I think, Jason, you can agree with me on that yeah. one. So he's got even more people ahead of him on the, on the receiving depth chart. And uh, it's just the way New England runs. I mean, he might have a good week. He's probably going to have at least, I'd say, one to two, maybe three games this season that he's going to he's gonna pop up. Like, he's going to have wide receiver one, uh, maybe not wide receiver one, but, you know, like, he, he could, you could start him in your lineup. But, I mean, that might only happen two to three games out of the season, just the way that the Patriots run it, they only give their players, you know, they change the game plan each game. There's no consistency really up there. Besides, I guess Julian Edelman was the only consistent one they've had for the past couple of years. Even then, he's, you know, yeah. gone injured, kind of gone old. But, yeah, I guess it depends. He'd be one of those players you got to pick up for a buy or you have on your bench if you really need, like, a, a high upside player coming off the bench, you know? Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Marvin Jones Jr. leaving, once again, another player leaving Detroit and moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which ain't much better, let's be honest here. I mean, the Jaguars, they might have a future coming, but I'm looking mean, just yeah. as bad as Detroit, really, you know? Right now, Marvin Jones, it's going to be an upgrade, seeing as his current quarterback would have been Goff if he stayed, so he's got that going for him. But last year, being with Stafford, it'll be interesting how that goes. Being now with, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, most likely, unless the Jags really mess up. Um, <laughs> that always has to be yeah. a disclaimer. If the Jags mess up, they could not take Trevor Lawrence. That is true. It would be the biggest mistake of probably the <laughs> NFL history, but it's always an option. Uh, Marvin Jones should be the number one. He'll be competing with DJ Chark. Obviously, both players underrated. And obviously, you got to mention LaVisca Chanel if he breaks out next year as a sophomore. But I feel like Marvin Jones, he's probably the best player going into this year right now. Obviously, as time develops, he's old. He's not going to be progressing as much as the others. So he has he's already reached his limit. But last year, there were plenty of weeks down the stretch where he unfortunately had some really good games, especially in Week 15. That was really tough to see. I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna be uh, too upset about it. Though. Jason is referring. Uh, I believe you're referring to the fantasy matchup that I beat Jason in our playoffs. Would be my guess. Yeah, Marvin Jones was on my team. It was quite unfortunate that week. He had like three or four touchdowns. Yeah, De- yeah. devastating <laughs> to see. But he's got he's got the highest potential out of or not potential, but he's got the highest ceiling right now for the immediate beginning of the season. And he's shown consistency throughout his career. He's had up and down times, but. Mostly with Detroit, he was fairly consistent with Stafford. Lawrence, I mean, right now, he probably won't be an upgrade with Stafford. So this season, you might see a bit of a regression from Marvin Jones. But at the same time, Jones, if he is the number one option, which his competition, again, DJ Chark, LaVisca, Chenault, he's got no Kenny Galladay. 
he's got a fair chance. And even if he's not the number one, he'll be close behind. That both sides, he could be improved. He could be progressing. You don't really know what you're getting, but I would say for the most part, you can expect around the same numbers as last year for him. Yeah, I definitely say uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think we can both agree, decrease from, I mean, decrease in QB play from Matt Stafford, right? Or are, I mean, are you saying he's, early he's close on, there? Yeah. I'm going to say yes for like the first few like weeks just because all QBs are like that, but... Yeah, I, I think maybe, maybe I might hold Matt Stafford in a higher regard personally, but that might be our difference there. Um, Definitely better than Jared Goff. I think that's yeah. obviously an yeah. easily agreeable point. So I guess personally I would say, personally I believe Trevor Lawrence will be, I mean I don't know, but he's a question mark, but I'd say personally Trevor, a step down from Matt Stafford, but a, a step up if we want to think about it from Jared Goff. So like maybe step down QB play from last year, but increased over what you thought was going to be his QB, you know, in Detroit. Also, number one target, you know, we like Kenny Galladay could leave Detroit. He probably will. I think that might be our assumption. But, I mean, he has less less options if he was to stay in Detroit. I mean, actually, not really now that Kenny Galladay's gone, right? Who else does Detroit have as a receiver? They don't. Am I, I, was, am I, forget, yeah. am I forgetting someone? No. I mean, Hawkinson, of course I'm not. but he's a tight end. Yeah. So, he's going to have – he's obviously going to be their – well, I don't know, obviously. He's, he's their top option, at least in my eyes, except the wide receivers you mentioned. So, he, he's going to be – getting the top wide receiver receptions and targets and stuff like that. And I think he'll be solid. And he'll pull off another three-touchdown week when I play Jason next year. So, I mean, I yeah. think that's all we can count on. Marvin Jones, he will be rostered. He at least should be rostered in some yeah, leagues. Yeah, I would say he should yeah. be rostered in most leagues. He's yeah. he's one of those, like, solid flex. Like, yeah. you got him on the flex. You got him on – he was the guy that you keep on your bench and you, like, you got to think about it each week. Yeah, like man. I, I'd be thinking to myself, like I, almost, I like dislike having these guys because I gotta put mental effort into figuring out: do I put this guy in the flex or do I bench him each week? Yeah. And then I feel really bad when he goes for one of those two touchdown games on my bench. But he's one of those players. Like if you, if you want to think each week, he's the guy you put on. If you're like, he's like a fringe player, you know. You definitely take him just because he has the potential there to be like starting caliber, and obviously being a wide receiver three, wide receiver four range makes him an interesting player. And I feel like Marvin Jones with Trevor Lawrence, Patrick disagrees at this point, but Lawrence, (laughs) I feel like after a month, Lawrence could prove to immediately be a top 10 quarterback competing with Stafford already after just like a month in the NFL, just because he's so proven. Yeah, he has, he has the potential to be that. I can agree with that. I, I just personally like Matt Stafford over than what I assume Trevor Lawrence is going to do next season, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, our last wide receiver we had that is signed this week is Emmanuel Sanders leaving behind New Orleans and uh, Drew Brees retiring and going up to the Buffalo Bills yeah. with uh, Owen's favorite QB currently, Josh Allen. Can we get can we get a self-promo for Josh Allen real quick? Shout well, out. Well, if you had to. Uh, um, <laughs> I would again uh, repeat my last statement from last episode that mm-hmm. Josh Allen is an actual god. Some would say he is um, Zeus. Oh, uh, that, that's Zeus of god. all QBs. <laughs> Back yep. to back, amazing years. So whoever back to back. Oh, you yeah. predicted next year. Oh, next okay. year's yeah. gonna be okay. the bat. The next back. year, yeah. So we already had the back this year. Now yep. we're having the two back mm-hmm. next year. I thought you were talking about when he was like the QB seven. No, we don't. We we don't talk about We don't talk about that one. Is what I was anything saying. negative about Josh Allen flies over my head, mm-hmm. but. That's weird because you didn't like him before last year. You know who did like him since his rookie year? It was me. 
I had him every year until last year, and then you just took him from me. Kind of hurt. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <he laughs> but uh, the Zeus, whoever's mm-hmm. on his team, including Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Okay. I like it's that. Gonna be good. Uh, Jason would like to give us some analysis. Oh, well. Maybe how Emmanuel Sanders is going to fill in uh, John Brown's departure. I think he could fit in there. I mean, is is he going to be the one to fill in though? Because Gabriel Davis had some flashy moments last year when John Brown was injured. Obviously, as a rookie, he wasn't quite as good, but sophomore year, he should progress. And Sanders, I know he's had Drew Brees, which could be the problem, but Sanders hasn't really shown that same production. He's another like Marvin Jones-type player where there are weeks you could start him, but for the most part, he's probably a step down because he probably would be on the bench more often than not for most teams. And Gabriel Davis has higher upside. I feel like if Sanders does get the number two role, he's still uh, number two on the outside, obviously, because Beasley and Diggs are both ahead of him. He's still going to be the third option there behind those two. And even if he is above Gabriel Davis, Davis might still get more targets and eventually pass him. I expect at the very least Davis will pass him by the end of the year. So I don't really see any value for Sanders going into this next season, just unless Davis really doesn't develop at all. But... Davis showed too much upside, in my opinion, to say Sanders is going to be the third option for the entire season. Yeah, I would definitely say Sanders is, uh, his his personal play might not, like he as a player might not regress, but his fantasy points has got to regress. I think he uh, he showed a lot last year when Michael Thomas was out, obviously he, he really shone in those moments that Michael Thomas was gone, he was able to become, you know, a more prominent offensive threat, but I don't think he's going into like Buffalo. Obviously, Stefan Diggs is above him. He's the number one. I think that's Josh Allen's guy, personally. So I, I honestly don't, I don't think Emmanuel Sanders would really have that much fantasy relevance. And I, I don't, I don't wish this on anyone. But it's gonna have to be a similar situation for him to be relevant, like in, like in uh, New Orleans. Like there's gonna have to be an injury above him, which I'm not wishing on anyone. But Emmanuel Sanders, I don't think he's gonna be relevant unless there's something that happens to the players above him, because I don't see him currently getting that like enough targets or receptions to have any fantasy relevance next season really yeah next up we can move on to oh so only right. a point on yes i'm actually gonna move on to the next name because oh this okay. well okay it's, the, the, it's been a sad it's been a sad week yes okay? it's been a sad, been a week, sad for, week for patrick over here because our next name is aaron jones yep. who is re-signing and oh no yeah I'm sorry, uh, AJ Dillon is no longer mm-hmm. going to be the number one, Patrick. How do you feel about that? Um, you know, obviously, I'm disappointed. I think it's a mistake. You know, I think it's yeah. a mistake. They, I mean, they don't yeah. understand it's Oh, it's talent. 100% a mistake. Yeah, we yes. agree with you on yeah. that one. But. but, I mean, they they got to let the quad father, quad father cook. They got to mm-hmm. let him show off his sauce, the apple sauce. He's got to bring it to the table. They're not letting him cook. They're not letting him jump into the Lambo leaps. I mean, they're holding him back. Maybe they're trying to keep him secret. They're trying to keep him underground. That might be it. All right. Now, <laughs> I genuinely actually do agree with you. I couldn't tell if Owens, oh, yeah, it was a mistake, was genuine or not. But I, I agree. Resigning any running back is a bad idea for an offense. Yeah, Jason is anti-giving running backs big deals, if I remember correctly. Oh, 100%. That, that, that is Jason's take on most running yeah. backs. The only running back I ever liked was Christian McCaffrey, and that's because they didn't have a quarterback to pay at the time. Yes. 
Patrick, I have a question for you then. If oh, you could yeah. talk to the Packers coach right now, uh-huh. what would you tell? What would you say? Matt LaFleur wasn't the one to assign him, but all right, you can, you can <laughs> I'll talk go to for him. It. Well, do they even have a GM? Because aren't they owned by the fans? I don't think they, they do. have it. They have a GM? They yeah. don't have an owner, it's, though. It's uh, Goody. Oh, Gootagoots. Gootagoots. <laughs> That's what uh, the guys at the Fat McAfee show call him. I don't think his name's actually Gootagoots, yeah, no, but no, I, I think that's what I, call I know him Goody. as. That's Goody? what most that's fans <laughs> call him. I'll call him Goody then. Well, I if I you're saying if I'm in a room with Goody? Yeah, what would you tell him? I would say that Aaron Jones, we can agree, better running back than A.J. Dillon. I, I mean, will concede that. More experience, I will concede. Yes. And why you defend it? <laughs> He's better. I mean, yes, I'm willing yes. to say A.J. Dillon's not the most talented running back on the team. Yet. Yet. Yes, okay, yes, yes. Not the best, not the most talented, but should be the starting right. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Obviously, A.J. Dillon, I mean, he's a backup now, though, because uh, what was the guy's name? Williams, right? The Williams guy left? The yeah, Jamal back. Williams. Jamal Williams is gone, so Over he's moving Detroit. up. He's already moving up third to second, and we're just going yearly. So was it, I think, was it a four-year deal for Aaron Jones? Might yeah. Forget how he, yeah, four-year. Well, ah, that's a lot of years a, for A.J. Well, Dillon to be a backup. It was a four-year deal, but mm-hmm. there's a clear two-year opt-out at Oh, an opt out. I got you. Because like it's basically like I think a combined eight million in the next two years, and then all the money's in year three and four, and they can opt out. He's going to be quite incentivized to stay though for those three and four years though. Well, the team can just get rid of him. Oh, is it is it a team option? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, no, the team can. So if Aaron Jones doesn't perform as Jason predicts with most big contracts for running backs, I mean that's just old age over anything else. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's going to be here for at least two years. That's a lot of years for AJ Dillon to be sitting as backup, let's be honest. So yeah, I will say the hype, maybe the hype can die with AJ Dillon, but his spirit will never die. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Elegantly put. Yeah. Another point for the Packers is that they re-signed Aaron Jones, but didn't restructure Aaron Rodgers to do so, which is interesting as it points to them probably moving on from Aaron Rodgers and going with Jordan Love in the near future. Obviously not this upcoming season, as Jordan Love just became a backup as he was a third string last year behind Tim Doyle. But, <laughs> Tim Doyle. Tim but, Doyle holding down that backup spot. But now, oh, it's like, they didn't, re- they had to restructure like Zadarius Smith, who was on a two-year deal that's barely even moving any money, instead of Aaron Rodgers. They clearly are ready to move on, and I feel like Aaron Jones re-signing is a sign that they wanted some stability in the offense for Jordan Love to come in. They're choosing that stability to be obviously Aaron Jones instead of keeping Aaron Rodgers as the stability. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. I feel like Matt LaFleur wants ah, to prove that he's... That's questionable. Yeah. I mean, all new coaches oh, want to prove that they can be coaches without having a Hall of Fame quarterback carry them and they can draft their own. <laughs> so. It's like the opposite of what Bill Belichick has done with Tom Brady. They're kicking. Well, they're kicking out the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, but basically. I mean, it happened. It's happened before, where like new coach comes in with a great quarterback, and everyone's like, "Are oh, you just getting carried by?" Yeah, and like, I do. I do see that. Yeah, they want so to prove you themselves. So it's a little bit of an ego move. Yeah, is this an ego move for Matt Lafleur? Yeah, I definitely think that. I mean, <sighs> other people have said it before. I agree. It's okay. Well, how does this affect? Let's at least let's at least talk about Aaron Jones' fantasy oh, relevance. Wow. Uh, well, the Packers, their offense is. Entirely the same, except now there's no Corey Lindsley, which, I mean, losing your starting center. That, well, that actually is a direct impact from re-signing Aaron Jones to this yeah. four-year deal. They had he the, is the reason they don't have their starting they center They did anymore. have the option between the two, more or less, and chose Jones, which 
quite interesting in my book, but I mean... <laughs> quite interesting means Jason does not agree with him at all. I've already said I don't like running backs being resigned, but yeah. Um, I feel like this isn't the best idea, but for fantasy, it's great because Aaron Jones was a top 10 running back last year, and he's going to be in top 10 again. And uh, I mean, Jones should have a better year now because with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, 48 touchdowns. You don't expect that to happen again. Mm-hmm. Their offense is still going to be good, though. So those extra touchdowns most likely go to Jones. And Jamal Williams is gone. Passing options are there. A.J. Dillon, not exactly receiving back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those he's, targets. He's a little bit of a big yeah. body, we'll say. Yeah. You know, a little bit of a beast. He's All a... of those targets go to Jones. Aaron Jones could sneak into the top five running backs. I mean, I don't predict that personally, but he has the potential to get all the way as a top top five running back this year. With the added receiving work he should be getting, assuming the Packers don't get anyone new, either as a receiver or a running back, and also hopefully more touchdowns this year than last year, just because less passing touchdowns. Yeah, if Aaron Rodgers is not putting up what you say, forty eight touchdowns. Yeah, if he's not putting up forty eight touchdowns. You got to assume they're they're not scoring like all the like all the touchdowns they don't score are going to be red zone opportunities for Aaron Jones to be running touchdowns, basically. It's not exactly, they probably won't, they'll probably, like, I'd say regress. They're not going to score, like, the same. You can't, like, switch over, like, oh, like, five touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers go to Aaron Jones. Like, it's going to be less. But, basically, it gives more opportunities for Aaron Jones, assuming that Aaron Rodgers doesn't go for another back-to-back MVP season, which I think is a pretty safe assumption for most people That's a pretty uh, bold takey out there, Patrick. (laughs) He's not going to be the MVP again, well, as he's getting older. I know. I know. They call me, I, I have these spicy takes, you know me. And A.J. Dillon, not a starter. That is Unfortunate. a very sad take for me to make. But you got him next year. And he's going to score some more Lambo leaps. I mean, he's going to score touchdowns. He's going to be getting up there. And it, hey, next year, I predict, A.J. Dillon's going to make the Lambo leap by himself. Oh, He's not going to have any help. I mean, you heard it here. You also have the fact that you, might, you could store A.J. Dillon on your bench in the hopes that I don't want to say like, this. Like a handcuffed player? Let's like, just call yeah. him a handcuffed yeah. player. Let's not mention because... what happens to Aaron Jones. It would be a handcuffed player. But a handcuffed because, player. You, you know what we're saying, yeah, but we're not going to say The depth it. behind him, there's not really anything else. So, like, if Dylan were to be in a starting role somehow... Somehow. He would hypothetically, be, he, he would became be like the starter. A full-time starter for those weeks. Hypothetically, we made a little trip up to Green Bay, made sure... <laughs> well, now, hang on now, hang starter. on now. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that is a little bit too far. <laughs> I'm just joking. I mean, love my guy Aaron Jones. All right. Just Patrick, a Patrick. Well, he's, a hand, he's a handcuffed player. That's it. Let's move on. It was a good idea with Let's the handcuffed player. You yeah, then yeah, mentioned. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, who's, <laughs> the next, who's the next running back on the yeah, list? Next running Ken, back. Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Kenyon Drake okay. signing with the Raiders. <laughs> I hate it. I'll say it. Kenyon Drake. Yeah, jo- it's no. for Josh Jacobs' purposes, right? You're saying yeah. he's taken away from him? That makes sense. I mean, sense. I hate everything about this. <laughs> Personally, I hate Kenyon Drake. I mean, as a Kenyon Drake owner last yes, season. Yes, because he, he was on your team. I believe he posted something on Twitter. Like before the season, oh, and it yeah. was like it was, I think it was like a picture of him. It was like this is the face like when you win your championship after drafting me. So <laughs> yeah, I would be in well. like the uh, like after we're on Yahoo and after Yahoo, you can go to like the like the chat for each player. And I'd go in the chat and everyone's talking about the meme and they're like he's gonna come and clutch championship weekend because he was like he was like being basically trash all year. I mean he was out. Edmonds kind of took some of his like rushes obviously, and he was talking about like oh it's like. He's gonna come back champs come come championship weekend. He doesn't show up. I lose. Yeah. But that's cool. 
yeah. I lost to Owen, if yes. anyone was wondering. If anyone was wondering, uh, Patrick did lose to me by a yeah. lot. Yeah. If anyone else was wondering, Marvin Jones is why Owen won. Because I had more <laughs> points than Owen in the, in yeah, the final Yeah, if week. I didn't beat Jason in the semifinals, he would have beat Owen. So it's a very... And, basically uh, you know thank you I'm, thank I'm you marvin reason. jones yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep, that, it's, that's it's unfortunate it. but yeah but anyways yeah like, kenny and drake yeah more of a negative to the raiders i mean yeah. not not to the raiders but more negative to josh jacobs than a improvement for himself i, I would mean say. and also fantasy all around the raiders just lost yeah. three of their starting five offensive linemen this offseason that that is tough yeah. that, that is a tough pill <laughs> to swallow <laughs> josh jacobs averaged less than four yards a carry <laughs> And now you have another running back taking carries away. Jacobs isn't going to get over 200 carries this season. Jacobs is definitely not a running back one. Low end running back two at best. Kenyon Drake not even fantasy option at this point. And the Raiders as a whole are just a disaster this offseason, really. Like, they're they're really not making the right moves. I don't know why they got rid of their entire offensive line. But hey. Las Vegas, though. I mean, <laughs> oh, come <yeah>. on. <laughs> Las Vegas. Yeah. No, he's he's not very – I mean, he was fantasy relevant, I, I guess, at the beginning of last season. But, I mean, as, a, as an owner, I saw Chase Edmonds take a little bit too much out of his carries. And Chase Edmonds was the receiving back there. So, like, Drake wasn't a very versatile back in the passing game, I'll say. Edmonds was basically their sole, like, receiving back. And, I mean, the Raiders, I don't know how it's going to work with him and Jacobs, but obviously not the greatest situation for him to join. I mean, definitely not a much power ball being, you know, you don't have an offensive line. You can't really be. Yeah, you can't really just push it up the gut anymore. (laughs) You can't just run right up the middle anymore. Yeah, that is true. All right, next up we have Chris Carson re-signing with the Seahawks, which actually just came in like 10 minutes before we started recording. We were were pretty lucky to catch this one. Yeah, Carson going back to Seattle, I mean – Seattle's offense, what really changed? You got, you now have, I mean, Gerald Everett instead of Greg Olson. Besides that. Gerald Everett, a weapon. What might I say? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Might I say a weapon on the offense. DK Metcalf, he's obviously going to continue to regress. Fun fact about DK Metcalf is he had a worse three cone drill than Tom Brady. Just as a fun fact about the combine, I learned. Did you say DK Metcalf is going to regress? Is that no. what you saying? No, uh, I meant progress. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. If oh, I said face was get a low shot. I, I meant Tyler Lockett's going to regress. Tyler Lockett yes. DK Metcalf See, is going to progress. That's my bad. DK Metcalf, he has some room yeah. to get DK is a little bit young to be regressing. Yeah, no, that's on me, for yeah. sure. That makes sense. Okay. I mean, he might have a slightly worse fantasy season he did, just he did because have he had quite the breakout season. So it might be slightly worse, but I don't mean regression as he's going to be like getting old. But yeah, no. Uh, Carson, Rashad Penny, kind of a bust at this point for sure now. So he's got no yeah. competition there. Um, Carson should have full time work with that in mind, and he's had injury concerns last year. Kind of relevant, not too much. He also was kind of touchdown dependent, which kind of inflated his numbers. But all in all, he was a solid running back two to have on a roster, and if you can get him again at the right value. You, He's been consistent over the years. He hasn't really ever had that big running back one week, week in, week out. Every, like, once in a while he, like, shows up. But he also hasn't had absolute dud weeks where he puts up, like, two points. So you know what you're getting, but you can't rely on him to win any games for you. It's a solid player to have on your team, obviously. Consistency is amazing to have in fantasy. But if you want, like, to really go, like, all-out elite players... Carson's not the guy for you this year. 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I'd say still a solid running back, too. I think we can agree with yeah. that. He's still a solid guy to have. And last up, we have Philip Lindsay signing with, with, with his now, I think me and Jason can agree, a kind of a crowded running back room down there in the Texans. In yeah, Houston. I mean, David Johnson, I was quite happy when they got rid of Duke Johnson. I said it before. Potential running back one. And then Mark Ingram came in. I was like, all right, he might be a high running back, too, then, maybe. But all things considered, uh, not too good. Don't like that. And now Lindsay's here. Yeah, and I'd say crowded. Not too, very yeah, crowded. <laughs> it's ho- horrible. I mean, Lindsay can catch the ball. He's not the number one, probably. Who who do you think is going to take over as running back one? Oh, David Johnson's going to keep Johnson, number he, one he for the, sure. The for certain one? Okay. He's definitely going to be the number one running back. Ingram is going to be the goal line power back. And then it's going to be a competition for like the third down receiving work between mm-hmm. Johnson and Lindsay at this point. Obviously, so that, that's a tough situation. He's yeah, not no. even. He's just still like basically a receiving back on third down. That's all he's really got going for him. Here. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, he's got to compete for it too. Last year, he lost out to Melvin Gordon full time. Yeah, which no, is that's... a great situation for Melvin Gordon now. Melvin Gordon's thriving. That that is that is the a, only downside. Is Melvin effect. Gordon that, sucks last year. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> way to way to crush your man's confidence right there. You were just hyping him up, like, oh yeah, great situation. He beat him out for the job. He was just trash though. Is what Jason <laughs> he just was. dropped the hammer on him. I mean, he, he was yeah, he wasn't he, great. He had weeks he where he was a running great. back too, but Lindsey there just killed him. Like yeah. he's gonna be a running back too I'd this agree. year now because he's I'd got agree. no competition, <laughs> and if they can get a quarterback. He might, you know, go back to his days in L.A., but mm-hmm. running backs getting new contracts, that's a time when they pass their prime and they are yep. terrible again. Gordon got his new contract. I'm just saying he's not at, he's not at the same level anymore. Well, and, like, honestly, all of Houston, I wouldn't touch any of those running backs now. You think they're all – I would agree. They're all untouchable. I mean, yeah. It's so crowded. David Johnson, like, being the number one, he could get it, but I fully expect Ingram to get – at least like 80% of goal line work just because he's mm-hmm. Johnson's not the same power running back as Ingram. And if Johnson can get the receiving game, he could be a low end running back too, a flex running back. But like, he, he really has to push for that. Otherwise, there's no re- no point in any of that. So you're basically saying Philip Lindsay has basically just killed all of his fantasy relevance with this signing. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely he, he's just no, gone for. Lindsay's okay. already not about. Fa- yeah, he was already relevant. pretty low. Yeah, he's pretty low. He's okay. already not relevant, and now he's just taking everyone else out with him. <laughs> all right, now we have uh, we have three quarterbacks we like to talk about here. We have Jameis Winston first off, re-signing with the Saints, potentially a starting quarterback. We'll see how that works. Yeah. I mean, he's got to start. I'll say it. Yeah, that's what you believe. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. T- Taysom, Taysom Hill. I mean, one hundred forty million dollar contract. All fake, obviously. <laughs> don't. Hey, hey, he he made it all. He made the news. He did. Yeah. He got the uh, headline. They got the headline. Hill's not a quarterback. I'll say it. He's not. <laughs> so Winston's definitely gonna start unless they draft a quarterback. But even then, Winston will still start over anyone they can mm-hmm. draft at their position. So Winston, I mean, five thousand yards. Thirty interceptions. <laughs> he was the first. Yeah, he was the key to be yeah. in the thirty for thirty club. The yeah, 30 first ever. Thirty interceptions. I mean, Winston's gonna be high powered, but just like the last time he was starting, you'll have the weeks five touchdowns. You'll have the weeks five interceptions. I say, are you? Yeah, you willing to gamble on that? I, I would personally say no. I don't know. I mean, 
I'm a guy. I don't draft quarterbacks, as you know. <laughs> I like I'm, my quarterbacks. I'm looking like round nine is my like. All right, Patrick Mahomes if he falls there, we'll consider. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm definitely not high on quarterbacks. And when I see like that high potential in Winston, I like round sixteen. If there's no I mean, other you're wild going cards, for it. yeah. I'm fully prepared to take like, Winston. Are we taking James Winston or are we taking a backup kicker? You know, you know that's when James Winston right. starts to get considered the last round. I mean, round. I'm fully prepared to take three quarterbacks on my team if it, means, <laughs> if, I, if it means, like, I got that upside week in, week out. Like, Winston going up against a bad defense, like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, oh, you. there's potential. Revenge game against he's Buccaneers. A, he's a very situational player. Is that what you're yeah. saying? It depends, like, his opponent. And like how the team's going, he's a very yeah, he, he needs a lot going for him in order to be started. He can he team. can he can like succeed in any situation. It's just I don't trust him to. That's a that's a problem. <laughs> so like I, I I would agree with that. Yeah, he no. hasn't really proven himself. He did get eye surgery, so maybe yeah, that's a problem. That. Yep, he got the but eye surgery. The biggest thing that like the the high upside I see is that he didn't start last year when Drew Brees was hurt, which mm-hmm. most people see as a bad thing, but. The Saints, like Sean Payton, knew they didn't need to win those games, mm-hmm. and he didn't want he. Most people theorized he was purposely benching Winston about, like, to the hide defense, seeing the tape stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, hide the value. He I won't get signed you. in free agency, and they can keep him for another year. That was a big brain move. I mean, if that I, is true. Then that means they're definitely rocking with him as the number one QB. Yeah, no, I, I think maybe you can take him. You can, you know, go for the mm-hmm. high upside. I believe in it. And uh, I'm prepared to take him out eventually. Maybe not in the draft. Maybe a free agent. A free agent pickup. Okay. But yeah, no. Winston, he's got potential in my eyes. Right. Next up, we got Andy Dalton signing with the Bears. Over yeah. The... Congratulations, yeah. Kyle Fuller. You got cut for Andy Dalton. Basically, <laughs> he saved eleven million by cutting That's Fuller. That, that, Dalton, that is indeed yeah. tough. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that is sad. Kyle Fuller, you know, eleven million dollars cap saved Andy Dalton 10 million dollar cost I feel like they did it just for Dalton and uh all fantasy relevance in Chicago dies with Dalton I'll say it I mean okay Alan Alan Robinson Darnell Mooney sorry guys uh no thank you I mean I see Dalton worse than Trubisky also like Trubisky has the the new Bills backup QB as yeah. he has moved on. <laughs> I'd I'd rather stick with Trubisky just because Trubisky could like run the ball and like create plays well, out of the pocket. Does Andy Dalton have an MVP award? No, he, he I doesn't don't think so. No, I don't think so. Trubisky wins <laughs> that one. Yeah, he, so was that, that was only, the Nickelodeon yeah. like the Nickelodeon valuable players. Yeah, valuable yeah. player. <laughs> That's like, a big like, award, Patrick. Only one person has. That. He is the yeah. only person <laughs> in NFL history to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say David Montgomery has value now, but at the same time, Tariq Cohen's back. Mm-hmm. And Montgomery's biggest success was against the worst defenses, like the Texans, which was one of his best games. And he only succeeded at the end of the year with Cohen gone. Cohen's back. Andy yeah. Dalton's worse than Trubisky. I mean, I don't see anything really So, there. Andy Dalton overall negative for every yeah. Chicago Bears fantasy player. Yes. I mean, there's a hype of Wilson. They had a big offer. They had three first they rounds, they, two they starters, went, and the some, second. I would say all in. I would say oh, they, they, they basically they went, all, went in. all in. But like, they weren't able to get yeah, no. So now they're stuck with Andy Dalton. And I feel like $10 million contract, that's a pretty expensive backup. Yeah. As a quarterback, it's possible, but like I don't think they're getting Watson at mm-hmm. this point. Watson said he's not going... Watson said he only wants, I think, Broncos and 49ers are the only ones he would approve of, which with a no-trade cause, I mean... 
that's Maybe. where he's going. I mean, he, he basically gets yeah. to choose once you got the new At the same time, off. though, if he's, like, given the option of, all right, you can either go to the Bears or stay here, he might be like, well, I hate it here. Maybe. <laughs> like, that could be a situation where he does end up as a Bears, but, like, realistically, I don't like the Bears' offense or defense at this point anymore. That, that seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. with Andy All of Chicago that. is basically X'd off unless they yeah. really start to fall. <laughs> all right, our, our last free agent signs, signing. Jeez. That we have here is Ryan Fitzpatrick signing with the Washington football team. Fitzmagic is real, I believe. <laughs> oh, I, I believe it too. There are plenty of weeks with Miami where he proved to be a starter. And personally, I feel like the football team's got a better offense. You know, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, better than Devontae Parker. Even Logan Thomas, I would say, is equal to Mike Kosicki. Mm-hmm. I mean, Will Fuller may be competing in that. I feel like all in all, that's about even. But then you get running back Antonio Gibson versus Miles Gaskin. I'm a big fan of Gaskin. He ended up being a solid wide uh, running back, too, by the end of the year. Most people didn't know about just because he broke out so late. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, in the situation, he's got to compete with Taylor Heineke. It's going to be a close battle. If it's Magic wins, I don't know what that would mean. Personally, as a gunslinger, that's obviously better for the receivers. But you don't know what Heineke brings. So maybe he has higher potential. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a battle in the camp. Mm-hmm. But personally, I feel like it's good to bring in Fitzmagic for everyone just because he's a gunslinger. Yeah. He throws deep. He throws a lot. He's going to go for yards and big plays, and that's what you want in fantasy. Obviously not as your quarterback, but for the rest <laughs> of the team. Yeah, you want good. him if you got the receivers or tight ends on that team, basically. Yeah, Fitzmagic is also one of those guys. Good. I think he's a generally good guy for the locker room. Like good for like you oh, want yeah. him on your team. You know, even if he doesn't play. Like even when he was like benched in Miami, like he you want him on the team. He's just generally like he's not even fans relevant. He's just like he just seems like a good guy. You know. I mean, how can you not like him yeah. at this point? He's just the guy you want on your team. He just I'd say he's got that that good influence generally around him. Yeah, what a mentor too. All right. So that's all the fancy uh, fancy players we have that have been signed this week. We're just going to mention a couple of the players that have went uh, unsigned still. Obviously, first off, Kenny Galladay. I think we yeah. can say pretty pretty big, you know, kind, kind of decent, you know, so would say. I'm, yeah, I'm, being, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, he's, he's quite good wide receiver, so would say, you know. Wow, bold take. Uh, <laughs> quite yeah. decent, you know. I mean, he's still waiting to sign for sure. Right now, our most likely option would be the Giants, which yeah. would suck for Kenny Galladay. <laughs> that would be pretty I mean, bad. No, no offense Daniel to Danny Jones. Dimes, but not exactly the greatest quarterback in history. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, he's he's around the same level of Drew Locke, which you know, Drew Locke's already been being moved on from more or less. So, mm. I mean, I'd move on from Daniel Jones sooner rather than later at this point. But it'll be interesting. Hopefully, do you, do you still think he can produce? Like, regardless of whatever offense, do you think Kenny Galladay is still going to be a solid wide receiver? I mean, he's a big body receiver, so just having a quarterback be able just. If he throws it in his, like, catch radius, Galladay mm-hmm. can get a chance at it. He's not, like, one of those shorter guys who needs a throw to be, like, so he's more like, on yeah. the money. So, because of his size, he's less reliant yeah. on, like, the actual QB. So, play. the QB doesn't matter as much for him. Yep. But at the same time, if you're not targeting Galladay, the offense is going to stall out just because Daniel Jones isn't a good quarterback at times. Mm-hmm. 
Danny Dimes yeah. actually himself mm-hmm. stalls out when he trips over the yard uh-huh. lines on the way to a touchdown. <laughs> I, <knew. laughs> I mean, I didn't want to yeah. go for the guy, but... You, you had to say it. I, I wasn't allowed to escape. I mean, he showed off some speed that 21 miles he per did. hour, a bit mm-hmm. fast. He might have been going too fast, actually. Yeah, I feel but like I he, mean, he hey, couldn't handle it. He, he, he got tackled he, by the um, invisible defenseman. The, yeah. the boogeyman, actually. Well, yeah, the boogeyman was coming out together. Turf monster came out of Turf monster, yeah. Turf monster. I give him some credit. He was running fast. Galladay, I mean... He's he said himself that he's just in, taking his time and enjoying the process right now. So like I don't know when he's gonna sign. Yeah, it's I think regardless though, still solid pick to have on your fantasy yeah. team. I think that's I mean, agreeable. I don't know if if I had to rank him right now. Uh, is he is he like wide receiver one? Is he? Uh, I I personally can't put him at wide receiver one if he's at. Assuming he goes to the Giants, I'll say, mm-hmm. then he's not my wide receiver one. I would say he could be. Like, round four, round five area, probably closer to round five, like early round five, pers- okay. is where I would look to draft him, just because... So either, like, the second or third wide receiver you're picking on your yeah. team. So I he's mean, either wide receiver two or He better be your second, flex. I'll say. If, you, if he's your third at round five, you mess him up the draft <laughs> right away. You can't be taking three wide receivers in the first five rounds. But um, hey, Everyone's got their own draft strategies, you know? Oh, am I calling you out from last year? Is that did you do that? Uh, Jason, I'll be calling you, know. you out. You you I picked forget. like four running backs in the first six and rounds. And I traded two of them right away. Me and Jason actually had to trade for yeah. the two running backs, two wide receivers. So I draft actually. Wait, we, we I got a running back, wide receiver. For yeah, we you, picked so each other's yeah. weaknesses. But nice. um, yeah, no. So Galladay, high end wide receiver two is probably his ceiling in New York, mm-hmm. and at very minimum. He's a weekly flex player, most likely. Obviously, Saquon coming back could just improve the offense as a complete whole, but it's going to be interesting if he's in New York. I don't want it to go that way because he can be a wide receiver one. And I just hope, personally, he doesn't go there just because I love Kenny Galladay's potential and just the fact that he's such a big body receiver. He can really produce for a team if they went after him. Yeah. Next up, we have uh, another former wide receiver one, T.Y. Hilton. Currently a free agent still. Yeah. I mean, Hilton's he's been done at this point for a few years. Unfortunately, <laughs> Jason is. I had him two he's years. Not, he's not two wrong. years ago on fantasy. It was the last I, I, time I, like I had believe, any faith. Though, you know, I had faith in him two mm-hmm. years ago. It was I think yeah no Jacoby Brissett. He had you know when Brissett started at the beginning of the year there was some hype between both of them really performing. Yeah, they had a connection. Brissett gets injured. And it's it's that was it that was it for Hilton. He hasn't had the same quarterback since, and uh, he hasn't produced since. Obviously, at the end of the last year, there were a few weeks, a few plays, really, really more than weeks, I should say, where him and Rivers started to make connections, but it didn't continue in the playoffs. And once again, another new Q- QB, Carson Wentz. He is a gunslinger, but he's not. And actually, well, T.Y. Hilton probably isn't going to be signed with Indianapolis. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, we have, I don't think there's any leads, so we have really yeah, no, no clue. But T.Y. Hilton hasn't really had anyone, so it's going to be even more interesting. No matter what, new quarterback there. Mm-hmm. So it, um, it's all a question mark. Do yeah. you, when he signs with a team, do you think he's their second or third wide receiver? Is that what I you mean, would place him usually? That, that's too many options. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, if there was a lead, you could go with that. Like Kenny Galladay and the Giants, mm-hmm. big connection. Like you can assume. I haven't heard much about T.Y., to be honest. I haven't heard anything for T.Y. Hilton. It's... <laughs> I don't personally see any fantasy relevance. Maybe oh, yeah. uh, occasional, like, low-end wide receiver three, so you could flex him every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, 
I don't see him getting too much value. Well, next up, we have uh, who I like to call. I think we all like to Ooh. call him One Week Sammy Watkins. One Week Wonder. <laughs> one Week Watkins. That was going to be yeah. his name. <laughs> I mean, Sammy Watkins. No, one Week Watkins. Oh, One Week Watkins. One Week Watkins. Yep. I'm yep. going to call him Sammy Watkins because that's his name, personally. <laughs> How uh, respectful yeah. of you. <laughs> wow. He what, can't what produce with friend. the Chiefs. He's not going to produce elsewhere. Yeah. We, we call him One Week Watkins because he usually has – one big fantasy week at the beginning of the season, and like you forget about him. Then one after he has that big week, everyone hypes, like, jumps on the hype train. Usually he's like undrafted, and then it's like a race to pick up Sammy Watkins, and then he doesn't produce the rest of the season. It happens every year. I think it's happened the last two or three years pretty consistently. I mean, you can use that as a technique to draft him really late, and if he has like a, an amazing week in the You're beginning, talking, like a little but, sell, yeah, a little, little sell, little. sell high, <laughs> sell mm-hmm. high, yeah. and you gotta like go from like naive. Uh, yeah, like teammates and just mm. sell to them. Counterpoint <laughs> on that is he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes now. Yeah, so he might not actually have the one week. He might be zero week Watson. Oh no, <laughs> I, do, I do not want to be calling him zero week Watson. And uh, he's not even got any leads for what team he's going to be signed to. Yeah, he's also kind of just so he's just chilling. He's, he's chilling at best, probably going to be a wide receiver three. He doesn't ever have. He's never shown the same potential that Ty has. So, T.Y. is obviously a better option just because T.Y. has shown that he has a ceiling. Like, he has a wide receiver one ceiling. Watkins has never been good, personally, in my opinion. He's He can't produce as the wide receiver two next to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. The biggest accomplishment he's had in the past few years is just beating out Michael Hardman for the number two spot. <laughs> that's, that's the I biggest mean, he's accomplishment a fast guy, he's had. I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah I mean, no, not very impressive. But, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. another part for the Michael Hardman part is people are starting to hype him up a bit again for like the second year in a row. He lost to Sammy Watkins last year. <laughs> Why are we hyping him up? What? Yeah. He, he got a starting job. He lost job. to one week Watson. He I mean, got Watkins. a starting job just because Watkins left. He didn't like win the mm-hmm. job. I don't know why there's hype for him. I mean, I would say bring in a new wide receiver like Hilton, and Hilton could start there. Yeah. He wouldn't be like. Oh, he'd be number three option in the mm-hmm. offense, maybe even four behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire at this point. Yeah. But, like, I don't see any value for uh, Watkins or Miko Hardman for that matter. All right. And our last wide receiver we have here is Antonio Brown. Maybe going back to the Buccaneers? We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I assume so. I mean, That would be my guess, yeah. Yeah. He's said before, I don't know how he still feels about this now that he's, you know, sane again. Um, but he said that he will only play for Tom Brady, just like Gronk has said, meaning, you know, he should go to the Buccaneers again. And he did start to produce at the end of the year. At, obviously, Brady and him had an instant connection, and Brady's probably... It's close to having the longest connection, really. So, like, if um, if he does make that, like, sign back with the Bucks, he could become a wide receiver, too, possibly. It's not likely, just because, you know, Godwin and Evans still developing. They're both young, still good, getting better, number one and two. But Brown, Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, Hall of Fame receiver, he has a potential still, no matter what, wherever he ends up. And i say draft him late, no matter what. You could get a good deal. Mm-hmm. Could get a few weeks out of him. Yeah, could be a, a little bit of a lower-end player. And now we have uh, some running backs to mention. We have James White. Who uh, formerly on the Patriots, probably not getting resigned by the Patriots. I think we could say. Yeah. I mean, don't really know where he's. Going. I don't know how fantasy relevant he is. 
he has not been fantasy relevant yeah. like a few years now. You could say Cam Newton's why he's a receiving back, so mm-hmm. he's got upside. But for the most part, I would not put much or any stock for that matter in James White. Yeah, I'd agree with that one. Oh, yeah, James Conner, who uh, all coming off the Steelers. I mean, once again, devastating year. Yeah, he didn't run the ball like at all. Downhill. Like they they were using Big Ben's like forty year old arm more than him. So it'll be interesting if he get even gets a chance to start. So I personally don't see any value in Connor at this point either. This is a very depressing yeah. point, right? Like last week we got Leonard Fournette. I mean, once again, I mean, he's been I battling mean, out with Ronald Jones last season. Didn't exactly win the battle. I mean, he lost it. He's he's going to go back to the Buccaneers at this point. That, that would be my guess, yeah. Yeah, now the, the two things for Fournette where he actually had interest in teams were Seattle and Tampa. And as we know, Seattle got Carson back. Mm-hmm. That leaves Tampa. He's most likely going to go yeah, back to I Tampa. I feel like all these like more veteran players, just they're just going to stick with Tom Brady. I think that's kind of their plan for the rest of their careers. Yeah. With Sean McCoy winning a ring without playing a snap. <laughs> <laughs> Rings a ring. Honestly, I mean, Sean McCoy was like such a good player in his prime. I, I'm not upset. I honestly think he, yeah. he, he was like, he's one of those guys I'd like to see win a ring. But, uh, he's got two now. He didn't win. He played without a snapper with the Chiefs <laughs> winning two. I do remember, yeah. So, I mean... Okay, I don't know if he deserves two. But, I mean, yeah, I just wanted him to get at least one. But now uh, that's all the uh, signed uh, free agents and unsigned free agents we have. And now we have, once again, Owen making us a little quiz for me and Jason's head-to-head competition this week. Yes, of course. Uh, We are going to be starting with the free agency quiz. This quiz has five questions on it. Um, And I just want to uh, let everyone know who the previous winner was. I wonder who. Patrick, do you know who? Jason, do you know who it was? Was it the one with the yes, unrelated stats? The, the, thank you, thank you, Jason. Um, I believe it is me. I am one and out. Yes, Patrick we're, we're, has won the last one. We had who saw UFO one time. <laughs> all right, all right. In like you know? 2012, was it? <laughs> it was 2016. Ah, it was very big news. Very and you just did not know? Patrick did. Mm-hmm. Moving on. So, we're going to start with... The f- all right, actually, just... Um, so I'm going to run through the rules again. First person to knock on the table... Um, oh, Jason, you want to practice knock? Yeah, I'll get a practice knock. All right, all right. Um, they get to answer the question, and if they get it right, they get a point. All right, all right. Starting with question one. How much money did the Patriots promise on the first day of free agency? Closest number without going over is the winner. Patrick? Oh, 220, I'm going to say. Jason? I was going with 238. I was thinking it was 230, but then I didn't want to go over, so... Patrick's correct. Oh, yes. It was $235 million. Oh, Jason, oh, you yeah. were Three so million over. close. I feel like we, we both knew that one, though, because yeah, we're yeah. close to the record. You guys were very I think, close. I knew it was 230 something so yeah. That's All right. tough. That, that, that is the one I thing that yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to win over Jason because of that one Because of the <laughs> But that's okay. That's okay. All right. All right. Next question. $2 million is like not even how much James White <laughs> made last year. <laughs> All right. Um, second question is, what is Juju's real name? James Stewart Smith Schuster. <laughs> James Sh- John Smith. Is that it? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did not know that. Wow. Okay. I didn't even get so, to finish it, but that's good job, it. Jason. Yeah. One one. I forget the backstory. It's definitely his stepfather, or like stepfather's last name com- combined. Oh yes, I have heard that now. And then I don't know why it's in. 
Juju is his first name. I forget that one. Probably, I, I think but that'd yeah. be like a nickname. But yeah, I do remember that it's Smith's definitely is uh, his stepfather's name. That he Schuster's. Or Schuster's, yeah. yeah, one of them Most, was. Yeah, because John Smith. Yeah. Smith Schuster. That's okay. Well, no, yeah, that's okay. All right, after you are. <laughs> We're tied. Right, tied. Tied 1-1. All, one all right, what NFL player, and I, I'm going to repeat, you have to wait until I say all the names. Uh, you say repeat, but you never mentioned it what before. What NFL player was suspended six weeks due to the use of PEDs? Oh, we both know this! <laughs> you have right. to wait until I say all the names. I brought it up today in the episode, so I feel like I get the point. Gronk? Ah. Aaron Jones? Why you it? We all know the answer. We mentioned it. The ginger Andy Dalton? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah. Will Fuller. That was Jason. Will Fuller. That's a cheap one. Wow, that was a close one, Patrick. (laughs) I I didn't really know. I I mentioned how he led the league in games being suspended from PEDs. I feel like I I should get the point. Jason, what do you think? I feel like this question shouldn't count because we knew the answer before you even said it. Yeah, but then we got four questions and we're probably going to tie again. All right. When did Chris Carson (laughs) enter the NFL? You get one extra point if you can name what round he was drafted in. I'm going to repeat that. You get one extra point. Is this multiple choice? It's multiple choice, yeah. Are you going to give us the rounds as well or no? Yeah, I will, yeah. Ooh. Round. Uh, no, I'm not well, going to give you the round. Sorry, I'm going to give you the year. But the round, you're going to have to guess. And yeah. that, and if you don't get it, no problem. What year is All it? All right. Hold up. Hold up. What year is I it? The year is 2021, Jason. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I need okay. to, I'm trying to do math right now. This is All right. Confusing. Did Chris Carson enter the NFL in 2015, 2016, 2017, or 2018? I got a 50. Patrick Knox. Okay, for me, it's either, mm, I'm thinking either, for some reason, I'm going 2017. It was either 2017 or 2018 for me. Oh, well, what, what's, what are you going with? 2017. You're right. Can oh. you wait? Can you get the round, though? <laughs> I don't know. Seven? <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo. <laughs> it's round seven. <laughs> oh, my God. How'd you get that right? I, was, I honestly wanted to guess six, but then I didn't want to get it wrong, so I said seven. I have no knowledge of that. You're telling me you have just... no knowledge and you guessed it perfectly. That is... <laughs> I mean, it... you had a one in seven chance. I mean... Yeah. And you, everyone knows it's not like a first round. I knew guy. he wasn't like top three yeah. or top four, so I mean, I really had like, you know... Well, this is sad because if you could get, you guys can tie now. Okay. All right. Good, good one, Owen. What, what tight end... Thank God you put in extra points. <laughs> what tight end in free agency had the most touchdowns? Let me name all the names. Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Big Gronk, or Jared Cook? None of these are right. None of wait, these wait, are wait, the wait, answer. Wait. Out of the free agents or out of the total league? From last year. No, oh, out of the free agent players, right? Yeah, of out of the free agent, out of the this four players right. I named. Oh, out of the four. Okay, out of the, out of the players four you players named, I named. Yeah. Well, then from last year, it, it's Johnny Smith. It is. <laughs> the answer is Robert Tunyon. Yeah, you, out of the players I've named. I guess this was the free agency quiz. So Robert mm-hmm. Tunyon, restricted free agent, and he's not on the list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, the question is who got the most touchdowns out of the free agents. Not the free agents you named. You didn't write that. So, and the answer Jason, is not on the list. If you paid attention, it was <laughs> what tight ends in free agency 
on this list. <laughs> <laughs> what tight ends in free agency had the most touchdowns? Yeah. I just read your question. On this every list. The script does not say on this list. I do have to agree with Jason, but I'm claiming the W, Jason. I this hate is, to break it to this you. Is, this is and we are two and These oh, questions, baby. The questions aren't even right. You didn't even write the questions correctly. What tight end free agency on this list had the most? <laughs> it doesn't touchdowns. say on this list. The answer is Robert Tunyon. Ten touchdown Tunyon. Okay. Well, anyways, how about we do a nice victory celebration for the boys? All right. Oh, <laughs> the time is over again in this is in the second upset. podcast. Um, the quiz will be more specific for Jason next time i want it to be accurate that's all and have a great day everyone thank you for listening see ya